Blog Talk Radio. DJ Big Stew, you know how we do it, Big Stew Radio. We always bringing you the hottest and the flyest, new acts, new artists, new bands. However it is, we always got the fly music, whether it's hip-hop, whether it's rock and roll, whether it's jazz, whatever it is, we got it. As promised today in the building, I got one of the band members from the group that's killing them all across the southeast and doing their thing out of Georgia. We got some group member from Sh- Sugar on the Dashboard. What's good, family? Welcome to the show. How's it going, man? Thank you for having us. No doubt, no doubt, man. Y'all doing your thing, man. You know, first thing I got to ask you, man, is I love the name, man. How did y'all come up with that name? The name actually came from um, an old book about East L.A. There was a small club that was um, – around in, like, the early 70s, just a small club. It was, like, a small little sentence in the book, but it was called Sugar on the Dashboard, and that's how I got the name from it. Wow. That's real good. It's a catchy name. Like, who are some of the people who influenced you guys to get into the rock and roll game? Oh, I mean, from – it's really one of those things where uh, I think a lot of bands early on in their career, they talk about who uh, influenced them specifically. And um, for us, we're a band that's full of different diversity, you know, we're just a band that um, – we got a lot of different influences, but I mean, it really comes down to the fact that we're influenced by really what's not out there right now on the radio and in the mainstream, you know, which is rock. There's not enough rock bands out there and there's not enough rock music out there right now. So it's one of those things that we noticed and it kind of influenced us to kind of go, wait, like, I think we need to start something like rock and roll, but bigger and better. And we're going to do it. So that's really what influenced us was, the fact that it just wasn't there, you know? I can see that. I can see that. Now, one thing I noticed that you guys say that you're not pumped, and, you know, what's the difference for people that don't know? Because some people that don't really know the difference, what's the difference that you guys are bringing that, that you guys consider yourself deeply in the rock and roll category and not the punk or, you know, the other categories that's out there that some people compare to rock and roll, call rock and roll? Well, I think it's one of those things where um, – uh, you know, because obviously there's rock music out there. Um, but I think our rock music is kind of the music where it it kind of can just 
appeal to everybody, you know? There are certain bands out there that are like that, that really can just appeal to everyone. That, and those are the ones that sell out arenas, you know? you got Kings of Leon, Foo Fighters, Green Day, bands like that, um, that really just, they're not anything specific. They're just rock, you know? And uh, that's kind of how we go. We're not anything specific to anybody. We're not a pop band. We're not a pop punk band, you know? That's so, when you when you narrow yourself down that way, you limit other people into what you're listening, like, to what you're doing, and you li- limit people that, um, you know, people don't want to listen sometimes if they hear, you know, oh, it's a pop punk band, or oh, you know, it's a pop band, whatever. So, we're just a rock band. We're just a rock band, and I would like to think that kind of gives everybody just a really good generic statement about us, but in a good way, in a positive way, to where they'll go, oh, well, I want to listen to that. That sounds kind of cool. Yeah, you guys have you know did some shows with some big people. Can you tell us some of the some of the people you touched the stage with? Yeah, we got this, uh, this, uh, we got to play with a band called Cowboy Mouth. It was really cool because they've been been around for a while, but it was just a cool experience for us. Um, we got to play the Park Tavern with them, and um, really cool band, really energetic. You know, they definitely got the people moving, and that was something that we really um, we really thought was really cool and really inspiring and stuff like that. And especially the fact that they've been doing it for a long time. Um, you know, it's something that you always want to be, you always want is your goal. You know, you want to be doing what you love forever. So that was um, definitely a cool band that we got to play with. That's what's up, man. That, that's a good look right there. Now, like, how did you guys come together? Uh, it first started um, with me. I actually got to record some, just some rough demos out in uh, L.A. with um, a producer named Michael Smitty Smith. He's the coolest guy. And um, I got to record some demos out with him after being in the Atlanta music scene for a while. I'm like, you know, kind of wanted to give L.A. a try for a little bit. And so I went there, I recorded, and I came back to Atlanta with a vengeance. And uh, I wanted to start a kick-ass rock band. And so I kind of just, you know, found friends of mine who had been in the music uh, scene out in Atlanta for a little while and um, kind of pick and chose some of the best bands and kind of started our own little all-star group. And uh, now we're sure going to the dashboard. Mm. Now, when I listen to your music, it actually sounds like it's more than for you guys. You guys got a, a really unique sound. Like It sounds like it's more instruments than for you guys. How do y'all come to get that sound? What's the secret to that? You know, in all honesty, the secret is simplicity. It's one of those things where we all keep very um, – no one tries to do more than they're capable of, you know. Uh, we're a band um, that really, really, really is um, a big supporter of the whole – just do-it-yourself type motto, and mm-hmm. like me, I sing and I play guitar, and that's all I do, you know, Brit on lead guitar, that's all he does is lead guitar, he's not trying to fiddle with anything else, he's not trying to overtrack anything, you know, Austin just plays mm-hmm. bass, and Ryan just keeps kicking ass on the drums, and that's kind of just the way it goes, you know, because you want to be able to recreate everything live, so if you only have two guitarists in your band, but you're recording four guitar parts, it's not going to sound really good yeah. live. You know, so it's one of those things where, yeah, we're really, that's, that's kind of just our motto is we, we do what we have with what we got. Now, you guys independently is, is kind of like blowing up. You guys are on the independent side, but you guys are blowing up in a major way. Like, what advice can you give other groups out there that's trying to do that? Because I know there's a lot of, tri- you know, there's a lot of trials and tribulations trying to get your music out there, trying to get gigs and all that. What advice can you give, Chad? The advice that I could give, um, I mean, for bands out there, really, that's just play live. Play live is the biggest advice. And 
keep playing live because, you know, you could sit in front of a computer all day and get your Facebook likes and your Twitter followers and everything like that. Good for you, you know. But in the end, um, playing live is really all that matters because in the end, people are going to go to your shows. And then what happens when you haven't rehearsed for like two weeks because you were in front of a computer trying to get all your Twitter followers together? You're going to sound terrible. And so one of the things is just even to just create a great live show is you always play live, whether that's in front of five people, 50 people, or 500 people. So uh, I think that's my, my biggest advice. And the other advice I would say is um, keep making music and the social media, all that stuff will follow. You know, If you keep making good music and you stream it and you put it on YouTube, um, you're going to be – and it's good music, you know, then you're going to be fine. You know, You don't have to worry about – your Twitter or your Facebook or anything like that. That's kind of the whole reason why we actually named the EP Discovery is Dead because it's so true, you know. Like back, you know, A&R people now are not going to shows. They're going on the computer and they're checking, oh, you know, this is a great band, but they only have so-and-so Facebook likes. And it's like, who cares, you know. So that's my other advice I would give is don't worry about the social media stuff. Just keep playing, keep going, and you'll get there. That's what's up. Now, the one thing I noticed, like a lot, a lot of older cats, right? They, 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 they'll be real critics, and they'll say that, oh well, the new generation of rock and roll is not as great as the old generation, as such as like a Chris, um, I mean a Kiss or Wings or groups like that, or you know, Nirvana. What, what, what do you say to those people right there? Come see us play live, and all those beliefs will go down the drain for you. I promise you that. <laughs> I We're that. definitely an energetic live band. That we, and we, we noticed that, too. I mean, you can kind of compare us, I guess, to the old people because we think to ourselves the same exact thing that they do. We kind of looked at the rock scene and went, oh, my God, like, there aren't really any bands that play like Nirvana or play like Kiss or play like, you know, and, and so mm-hmm. – we bring that to every show and all that energy. We bring that to every show that we play. So I would say come see us, and your beliefs will be restored. Okay. Now we got the song Cologne Man and Feisty Woman. What was the inspiration behind that song? <laughs> you know, given the title, uh, it kind of is obvious. <laughs> it's it's uh, kind of just, you know, in all honesty, a very random song. Uh, it was one of those songs that um, – I built off of the riff, really. You know, kind of you're just sitting there on the guitar, and you, you make a cool riff, and you go, oh, my God, this is cool, and you don't want to lose it. So you're just, like, quickly trying to make some lyrics and just you go into practice with it. So that was one of those things. I kind of just made the riff and went, you know, shit, i got to write something down quick. And so I just wrote it down, wrote whatever I could, what I thought was cool. It sounded cool to me at the top of my head, and uh, Cool I Man and the Feisty Woman came out. Wow. That's what's up. We're going to get into that song right now. We got sugar on the dash, sugar on the dashboard in the building. This is another hot joint right now. It's called Cologne Man, the Feisty Women. We're going to come back and finish kicking it with them. So stay tuned. We right here at Beach Through Radio. We for the stars. Let's do it, y'all. I'm a 
little closer and I'll show you my stab wound She's got a heart attack and it's coming real soon I got an eye offense and I always pack a knife You coming at me something I'm gonna start a fight So save the girl because she'll always be faster And if she's got what you'll be able to last her I'm doing 20 years of messing up to the crime I got a lot to pick I'll do it in half the time Hey, hey, who you talking to anyway? Got a secret but I don't know how to keep it Oh, hey, hey
you guys, if you could change something in the rock and roll game right now, what would what would you change yourself personally? I say bring back some respect to the rock and roll, you know, industry. Like the whole genre right now, I feel like is is kind of a punching bag that can kind of be, you know, it's kind of just being tossed around to whatever band is out there, you know, like. A, like, there's bands like Imagine Dragons who are, like, a pop band, but they call them an alternative rock band. You know, there's bands like the Lumineers or Mumford & Sons, and they're a folk band, but they call them an alternative rock band. And I think, you know, rock to me is like what you just heard. You know, it's loud guitars, it's energy, it's yelling into a microphone and just not giving a shit, you know what I mean? You know, we're not playing any acoustic guitars, not playing keyboards. That's not rock to me. And so mm-hmm. I say if I could change anything, it would be – you know, just to restore really what rock is and what being in a rock band is and what playing in a live rock band is. Okay. Now, when you guys got this, your album is called Discovery is Dead, right? Am I correct? It is. Um, is there anybody else that helped produce stuff on there or is that just solely you guys to, all the way through the album? It was um, Michael Smitty Smith who produced it. and He's a producer out in L.A. He's worked with Tons of cool people. He does a lot of stuff with the voice, too. Um, he's the coolest, coolest guy. I suggest anybody in the California area who wants to record with, like, just a spot-on producer who makes you just feel totally comfortable about what you're doing and in the whole process is very just a cool, reassuring dude. Michael Smitty Smith is your guy, for sure. Mm. Now we got the song, Mr. Role Model, which is a deep, which is a deep song. Um, what was the inspiration of what made you write that song? Uh, Mr. Role Model is a song specifically written um, to a certain rock star that I got to meet who I really, really dug for the longest time. Loved his band. Um, his name's Dave Navarro. And, um, mm. you know, people say uh, to never meet your heroes because, you know, because then they become human. And that's kind of uh, what happened to me, you know. I met my hero. He, to me, you know, didn't, you know, wasn't wasn't a cool you know, it wasn't a cool experience for me. It wasn't a cool guy to me. And uh, it was a real bummer for me, you know. And so I wrote this song kind of just to express the way I felt and the way I felt about that experience and what I felt about, you know, seeing my hero, you know, who, who the guy that, who was, you know, once my hero. And uh, so, yeah, that song is Mr. Role Model. Wow, that's, that's deep. That's deep right there. I'm going to come back after we play that song and ask you more about being a role model because um, yourself right now, you're going to have to be a role model eventually to someone. But uh, we're going to get into that song, man, and uh, we're going to come right back because that's really a deep thing. I wanna, want the people to hear this. We got, we got Sugar on the Dashboard. This is another hot song right here called Mr. Role Model. Let's get into this joint right here. Let's do it. <laughs>
home because I'm doing drugs Because my father never told me I'm the one he loves I'm never finished, I go in and fully loaded, grab it And if you buy my records, you will need to pull my habit I'm writing songs about these women that I am abusing But never look at myself and see if I'm using Because I'm changing addiction and change the simple vision But life is over because someday I'll be an apparition Mr. Role Model, join us hot. Um, now, what happens now, being that you went through that, now what happens now when somebody that hears your music and they've been wanting to see you now, being that you went through that experience, how would you treat somebody now? Oh, I mean, I was like the perfect example of, you know, the kid in the corner just kind of looking in awe at this person and just going, man, I wish that guy would talk to me. Um, so, I mean, it's one of those things where I'm definitely going to be aware of that, that kid in the corner, you know, that person, because, you know, today probably it was one of those things where, you know, he was backstage, he just sees some kids, he thinks whatever, um, you know, and little does he know that I actually play music and I write songs and that, you know, I'm, I'm in a band and that I'm trying, you know, trying to make a name for myself. And so it's really just one of those things where, I mean, you got to look at people, with potential, you know, you got to look at people as like, you know, this person is, you know, potentially, you know, very influenced by what I do. And, you know, it's like being like an older sibling, you know what I mean? You kind of have to set a good example for everybody else. And so mm-hmm. I'm definitely, I'm definitely aware and definitely very humble, of course, about, you know, coming off of stage, you know, a, you know, after a show off stage and just thinking to myself, you know what, these people I want to inspire I want to inspire somebody to pick up a guitar. I want someone to, you know, I want to inspire someone to write a song. I want to inspire somebody to go, wow, that was cool what Braden just did. I want to do that. Mm. That's, that's what's up. If you if you had to work with an artist that's out there, like did a, do a duet song or even produce a song for it, what artist would you would like to work with if you had the chance to? Oh, definitely Dave Grohl from the Foo Fighters. He's the coolest guy. He's one of those guys, just a perfect example of, like, um, somebody that just inspires day in and day out, just not even by playing music, just his attitude, just him being a person. He's just a cool guy. And, um, yeah, he's definitely – I mean, he was the drummer for Nirvana, too, and Nirvana is an amazing band. Now he's in another amazing band that sells, sells out arenas, you know. So definitely Dave Grohl is, like, he's the guy for me, for sure. Mm. Could you could your band see yourselves doing something like uh, maybe like Red Hot Chili Peppers or some other groups that 
they did they rock and roll, but they have maybe like a rapper rapping over it, and they combine together. Could you guys see yourself doing that? Um, it's one of those things. Uh, I mean, uh, I think of it as like a unique thing for sure. Um, I mean, like a lot of the like a lot of our music is kind of like that. I, I'm 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 not necessarily rapping, and I'm not trying to rap necessarily. But you know, you you sing the lyrics very fast and like a certain right. verse and stuff like that. So yeah, you know, you try to bring. You try to make people move, you know. You don't want people to stand in there to watch you, you know. That's kind of like the Chili Peppers. They're like the perfect, you know, they're a perfect band in the sense that, like, you don't want to just look at them. You want to dance. You want to move around. You want to, you want to get down. And so, yeah, we definitely kind of bring that element to our music for sure. Yeah, I'm looking like Aerosmith. Like, when I hear you guys, I can hear you guys. You know, I can hear a rapper getting with you guys and y'all doing a similar, you know, Chili Peppers or Aerosmith type of thing, you know, which would be really hot. I could dig it, you know. I'm just looking at it for myself, you know. I'm, I'm, I might be wrong, but you just got that good sound like that. Hey, Kendrick did it with Imagine Dragons and uh, Bruno Mars did it exactly. with Chili Peppers. <laughs> exactly, you know. Yeah, you know, I'm just, yeah, you know, because sure. you definitely got that good sound like that, so I, 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 I could see that. Now, um, Reverb Nation currently ranked you guys in the top ten about a couple of thousand artists that's on Reverb Nation. You guys are like number six. How does that feel to know that people are responding to your music like that? You know, I wish it was number one, but, you know, it's definitely <laughs> a cool thing for sure. You know, it's cool, I mean, that people, like, pay attention and they look at us and they, they see us um, the way that they do. You know, we've got nothing but positive responses from people, especially even on the Internet. You know, the Internet's one of those places where, like, people can say whatever the hell they want on the Internet. And the fact that we've gotten nothing but good responses, we haven't gotten a you suck yet. So that's kind of cool. That's <laughs> something definitely to put in, like, the like career highlights right there for sure. So I think it's awesome, you know, and I say keep listening, you know, get us to that number one spot. That would be awesome. One of the songs that you guys are really killing them with on the internet is uh, this next song is um, Somebody Else. What was the inspiration to that song? You know, I wrote that song um, probably a couple years ago, and um, it, it's one of those songs, I mean, it's an, an anthem to the people that, you know, want to be somebody else. You know, we've all had those days where you just go, you know, damn, I, I just want to be somebody else right now. I'm just having the worst time or the worst experience, the worst day. And I was having one of those days. I was having an awful day. I was sitting there. I remember I was in high school, and I was sitting in math class. And I was just like, I'm having the shittiest day right now. And so I just decided to write a song instead of pay attention to math. <laughs> and it ended up working out because I got to record the song, and now it's on the Internet, which is super awesome. So that's what somebody else is about. All right. So we definitely got sugar on the dashboard in the building. My man Matt in the building, we're going to get into this hot joint right now, and we're going to come back and keep kicking it with the homie. We got it. Now, help it now, I don't want to be somebody else 
You can check us out on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash sugar on the dashboard. And you can actually follow us on Twitter at uh, sugar on the dash. That's what's up. Now, if there's anything that we ain't tell the world about sugar on the dashboard, I want you to take time out now and tell the world anything else that you want them to know about you and the crew. We are America's next great rock band. I promise you that. All right. <laughs> I dig it, man. Now we got the other song, uh, Innocence in a Sense. We're going to go out to that one. Splay, uh, give us the inspiration on that, man, before we before we let you go. Uh, that song was written, actually, um, the day after I graduated high school. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's a crazy time in your life. You know, this is, I guess, perfect for uh, its grad season right now in, uh, you know, the East. And, um, yeah, it's one of those songs where really, for some reason, as we grow older, um, you know, we have this certain naivety about ourselves when we're young. And um, eventually, as we grow older, we lose this kind of innocence about ourselves. And so this song is kind of about never losing that innocence and never losing that naivety that you could do anything that you want and that you could be anything that you want. You know, people get shut down for some odd reason right off the, you know, when they go to college and they get a job and all this stuff. And here I am, plugging away, doing what I love. You know, I wouldn't change it for the world. And so this song goes out to those people. And it goes out to those people that, you know, are working, you know, nine to five, breaking their backs, going, damn, I wish I could be doing something else, you know. Keep that innocence about yourself. You can do something else, you know. So uh, this song's called Innocence in a Sense. That's what's up. Well, I definitely, man, want to thank you for being on the show, man. I appreciate you. It was definitely good having you. You guys got a home here on Beef Food Radio. Keep sending the stuff through. And um, definitely, man, we wish you all the best of luck. Thank you, man. Thank you for having us. We really appreciate it. So we're going to get into that in a sense, in a sense. Uh, once again, we want to have, we want to thank Sugar on the Dashboard for coming through. Thank my man Matt for giving us the history and, and breaking down the whole crew. And uh, we're going to get into that. And once again, we thank you again, family. Thank you. Let's go. About things, but I don't really know. Am I 
Looked up and not like to think I still got some sun And not like to think that you're wrong So take it from me The world is empty and overrated When you've seen a million faces and that's why Let's go and see That whole world's out there before us And the answers show when we walk into the dust Party jumping like this all night The 
bottles just keep them coming, baby. Let's get right. Let's get it on. Play a little mob and it's getting hot in here, homie. This could be a problem. Kenny Burke's style. Let's keep rising to the top. Let's uh, do it. Do it big, man. Let a hate a watch. Oh, yeah. This is perfect. It's a moment to remember as we proceed on our money game. We hit the hello. party, rocking bottles, popping. Tonight's for your turn up to Turn up. Twisted. Super exclusive. Shout out to my man 50 Cent. Shout out to the G-Unit. G-Unit Records. Shout out to all that. Nice hot joint right there. Super exclusive for my man 50 Cent. Definitely want to thank Sugar on the Dashboard for being in the building. We definitely doing what we do real big. You know, Beast 2 Radio, man, we play it all, man. I tell you, I'm for the stars, man. It don't matter. You can have a little rock and roll, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like Donnie and Marie Osmond. I could be a little bit country, and I could be a little bit rock and roll, and I could be hip hop and all that. You dig? So that's how we going over here, man. We play good music, good music. You know what I'm saying? Uh, in a few minutes, I'm about ready to give you a new song from my, from my, from a good homie, from a, you know, from a, from all over, from across the globe. My man DJ Honest, you know what I'm saying? He got a new joint that's coming out called Shine, featuring my man Larry Lucci, you dig? Featuring my man Real Saddam, you dig? And my homie who's coming on the show next Monday, the R&B sensation, my man JC, he'll be in the building. This joint is hot, you know what I mean? The last joint I brought y'all with DJ Honest, y'all, y'all liked it, that joint. Fat Joe, Joey Moe, and the whole crew of Twister. Yeah, that joint was fat. Big shout out to DJ Honest, man. His, his, his project is definitely sounding good. We had Honest on the show. That's a homie, man. We definitely support the homie, you know what I'm saying? He definitely support us. He's overseas doing his thing. That's what's up, you know? Real big, real recognized, real. You know what I'm saying? But we got a lot of things going on, man. You know what I'm saying? First of all, I want to tell y'all, man, thanks for tuning in. Y'all can definitely always listen to us on, um, you know, Block Club Radio, Block Club Radio, the new station, bceastradio.net. You can hear us in the morning, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. You know what I'm saying? We're doing it real big. You hear me and my and my partner, Kay Nicole. She's on there with me, too, sometimes, you know, when she got a chance to come through. We're definitely doing some big things. Um, and you definitely hear us here every night at Beast 2 Radio. We're about ready to be on another station. We're going to be on, like, four stations. This, you know, by, by, by two months from now, we're going to be on four stations. You're going to be hearing us all different times a day. We're trying to hook it up where we are eight hours a day, but, you know, you just hear us on different stations for eight hours a day. That's going to be real big. That's called, that's called Nationwide. That's, that's, that's my movement, Nationwide. But we got some things, man. I want to get into some things, man. Um, first thing, we never got a chance to say rest in peace to Maya Angelou. You know what I'm saying? She was definitely uh, a great woman, a queen, a mother, a sister. She, 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 she's to all of us, especially to African Americans. She was like everybody's mom. You know, she was that lady that will give you that bit of knowledge and, and tell you that story that you needed to know and tell you the history and break down things. She's seen a lot. She's been through a lot. She's actually been through the Jim Crow era, which is 
which a lot of us in the hip hop, which 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 really all of us in the hip hop generation has never ever experienced, and that's real deep. You know, she's been through the burn, the cross burning. She's been, um, you know, the, the words were said that she was even raped. You know, when she was younger, and she didn't even talk, and that's how she became a great poet because she didn't talk for a while, and she started just writing. She but she finally let her voice out. So it's deep, man. You know, what I mean, a lot of people who paved the way for us to be here, for me to be on the radio for you guys to be in the studio making records for all that. You know what I'm saying? People went through a lot. And um, she's definitely a great soldier that's lost, more than a soldier. She's a general. She's a queen. She's a general. You know what I mean? And so I just want to take a, a little time out and give a, and give a shout to her and, and bless her family and, and her legacy. You know what I'm saying? Because we need to know we need to know who's who. You know what I mean? We needed her. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and um, I, I'm, I, me personally, I'm glad that I got to see her live in my lifetime, you know, because we got so many great people that we hear and know, know of, and, um, you know what I'm saying? We got so many, you know, things that we, we, we hear and we know of and um, with our leaders, and you know what I'm saying? And, like, we never really, some of us never got to see them. Like, for, for me, like, I never got to see Jackie Robinson play a baseball game. You know, that that had to be something. Oh, I never really got to see a live uh, Billie Holiday concert. You know what I'm saying? The greatest thing in my lifetime I could say that I got to see President Obama. You know what I'm saying? I can uh, see President Obama, um, you know what I'm saying, become the first black president. That's the greatest thing in my lifetime that I will see. Uh, we got some other news. Sonora Sterling, say say Nora Sterling, say Anara Sterling, you know, say Anara, that's what they're saying. Because the Clippers are now sold to the former Microsoft executive for $2 billion. We got, we got Sterling out there. The Clippers has been sold to Microsoft for $2 billion, to the Microsoft owner for $2 billion. Now, I'm going to tell you something. He, he made up like a fat rat. He, 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 he might don't have a team, but he got $2 billion. He basically got back all the money that he paid players to play for him. So um, former... Former Microsoft, Steve, uh, former Microsoft CEO Steve Ballmer has apparently won the bidding war Thursday for the Los Angeles Clippers with a staggering $2 billion offer for the NBA franchise, according to the L.A. Times. The frenzy battle... The, 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 the frenzy battle to get the team from Sterling drove the franchise price sky high for the team that Forbes estimated was only worth about five, $575 million back in January. The franchise has been in turmoil since the owner, David Sterling, was recorded on tape by an associate making racist comments about Magic Johnson, among others. And in the order, to, in order, in short order, the NBA commissioner, Alvin Silver, slammed Sterling with an unprecedented lifetime ban for his remarks and imposed a $2.5 million fine and began the process to force the sale of the Clippers. Sterling's wife, Shelly, who owns 50% of the team, has been, re, has been reviewing five bids for the franchise. The Daily News reported Friday that Sterling had decided to part with the team he brought for $12.5 million in 1981. Now, you tell me, did he make a profit? He, he, brought, he paid $12 million for the team, $12 million and a half in 1981, and now he made off with $2 billion. Not million, $2 billion. We're talking about billions. Let's give Dr. Dre a shout-out. 
Beats by Dr. Dre is being sold to Microsoft or also Microsoft is buying everything. Microsoft, you better watch out. Microsoft is making moves. Well, Beats by Dr. Dre are being bought by Microsoft, and uh, Dr. Dre is getting what? $30 billion or something? $3 billion. $3 billion. You know, Forbes got Dr. Dre as the richest rapper in the game. A lot of you guys think it's Jay-Z and Puffy, but that number right there shows you that it's Dr. Dre. That shows you how much, and that's not even the money he already made off the Beats by Dr. Dre headphones. But now he's selling it for straight up $3 billion. Now, a lot of you guys, you guys be running around saying, yo, Puff is the rich one because those guys be popping the bottles and you don't even see Dr. Dre no more. You don't see Dr. Dre no more because he's living large. And when you do see him, he's like Arnold Schwarzenegger now. You know what I'm saying? He's Arnold Schwarzenegger. You know what I'm saying? He was he's big as hell. He got time to work out. He ain't got to make no more beats. He can work out all day in the gym. For $3 billion? He, he, and he made one move. Now, a lot of these guys is making moves they buy. They're making liquor. They're making clothes. They're making this, this dude stuck to one thing, headphones, speakers, $3 billion. Shout out to my man, Dr. Dre, for that, man. Now, for more Jay-Z and Beyonce news, see, Che Nicole's not going to like this one because I told Che Nicole about this, and she did not want to believe it. Jealous Hove, Jay-Z suspects. Beyonce let bodyguard Julia smash. Yep. Now, this has been a certain talk for a while. This has been talks for a while, man, between them, you know. And um, Jay-Z is jealous of the relationship between Beyonce and her bodyguard, Julius. Beyonce and the bodyguard, Julius DeBoer, became instantly famous on surveillance video captured in the hotel elevator after the Met Gala. He saved her husband, Jay-Z, from the brutal attack at the hands of her sister, Solange Knowles. On the video, Julius comes across as a professional and loyal, level-headed, but while all may be true, Stars has learned there's a lot more to the bodyguard and his relationship with Beyonce than meets the eye. Jay definitely thinks that there, there was and maybe still something romantic going on between Bay and Julius. An insider tells the star of the hip hop tells the star of the hip hop mogul, whose own whose own rumor cheating was reported because Salon because of Salon's chat. He wanted to fire Julius last February, but Beyonce says Julius isn't going nowhere. You digging it? The royal couple got problems. The EXO singer and her bodyguard have raised eyebrows for years for their unusually close relationship. In 2009, they were spotted leaving the hotel with his lips stained with a signature, signature red lipstick, with his lips stained with her signature red lipstick. Despite being subjected to numerous cheating rumors himself, Jay is nevertheless very jealous of his wife's relationship with his with her friendship Julius and believe they may have and and friends believe he may have a reason to be. His his own friends are saying, yo, this is not looking right. This is not looking right. They spend a lot of time together behind a lot of time together alone behind closed doors. And he even stayed in her hotel room with her overnight a few times. So that's a deep thing. 
Julius isn't the only man to come between the powerful couple. You know? Um you know, that that's 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 when Chris Brown, you know, you might want to call Chris Brown and get and get on a, and, and rhyme on that song, these hoes ain't loyal. But you know, I mean, dang ain't loyal, these dang hoes ain't loyal. We're interested to find out who else is suspected of chopping, you know, the Queen Bay. You know what I'm saying? Now it's it, it's a, it's a crazy thing. It's a crazy thing. It's a crazy thing, man. I'm telling you, man. Uh, you know, so like I said, Kate Nicole wouldn't like that. I've been telling her this for a while too, y'all. I've been telling her this for a while, and now it's coming back out. I mean, it's always start off as a rumor and it end up true. You know what I'm saying? It end up true. It end up true. You know, it always starts up as a rumor, and it, it end up true. Now, there was a lot of things going on. There was also said that, now, this is a rumor now. This is a big rumor going around right now that um, T.I. sent some dudes to shoot up Floyd Mayweather tour bus, and two people got killed. But supposedly, we're not sure, but I'm understanding that was just a rumor, but that was said that's supposed to happen this afternoon that T.I. does that. But check this out. They said T.I. leaves his family and takes takes a Brazilian vacation with some bad blonde bangers. He goes to Brazil, and he takes two blonde girls with him. It's hard, you know, it's hard to, you know, reality TV, hip-hop, the couple, it's hard being a couple with all your business out there. It's just really hard. Because whether it's true or not, people are out there waiting you know what I mean? It's waiting for you to fall, waiting for it. You know, there's people that like Beyonce that don't like Jay-Z. There's girls that like Jay-Z that don't like Beyonce. Um, so, yeah, man. Now, now this kid, there's another kid. This is this is crazy. Kids out here in the world today is crazy, man. Now, people try to say, this is what happens when you people don't beat your kids. I'm telling you. When you don't. I'm not saying abuse your kids, but we all grown up. Everybody that's been born in the 60s and 80s, 60s to the 80s, we know about getting our butts with to, to, to respect our parents. After all these suburban people that don't want to beat their kids, that their kids are now wanting to shoot up the neighborhood, and these are the same people that believe in gun laws, you know, believe in uh, all these gun laws, uh, kids are out of control right now. Kids will tell you when you when kids will be very disrespectful to you, and then tell you when you come at them, oh, I call, I call, I just call the police on you and have you arrested for child abuse. You know what I'm saying? I mean, every household ain't the same. You gotta understand if you live if a kid lives in the ghetto and he's growing up in the hardest in the heart of uh, atmosphere, he might have to get tougher love than the average kid in the suburbs. And I think you guys maybe should stop doing that to them kids in the suburbs because it's not working. It's not working. See, the kids in the ghetto, we go through gun violence every day. We go through gang gun violence. We go through neighborhood gun violence, something that we go through. But see, suburban America, you know, and rich people and all that, you guys don't go through that. Your kids have a silver spoon in their mouth. So the day, but now you give them access to mad guns and stuff like that. And when they get depressed, the first thing they do is want to shoot up the whole school. And take a bunch of innocent lives that was for no reason. They wouldn't even kill their parents. 
And that's and you don't really and I don't mean to say it, and I'm not trying to be racist or nothing, but that's not too much in the black family or the Puerto Rican family. Because we grew up differently. We grew up bad enough. We grew up scared about our kids going outside getting killed. That's something you guys really wary about. You know, unless you know, unless your kid be into some tragic accident, a tragedy. But see us in the ghettos. It could happen any time to our kids. You know, our kids could just be going to school and be and one of their friends was a cripple of blood or had a fight the other day or, or or somebody come by the school and shoot. See, your kids don't understand that. I have once seen uh, one of these guys when it was a Trayvon Martin situation, and one of these guys had the nerve, one of these rich guys on television, and, he, and, he, and I'm going to be honest with you, I guess he's African-American. He was pretty light-skinned, but I think he was African-American. And they used him. And he says, oh, my daughter says to use the word thug is a use of term of endearment. That shows that your daughter, your daughter grew up in the suburbs, sir. You gave your daughter the best life possible. She lives with you in the suburbs. You don't live in the suburbs. You don't live in the ghetto. So she doesn't live in the ghetto. How the hell does she know what in the hood is a term of endearment? I wanted to tell this man one day, like, listen, man, let me take your ass huh, to the hood and drop you off, you and your daughter off with some thugs, and I'll come back and get y'all in two hours, and you tell me if you got some terms of endearment. Stop, you know, stop looking at videos, because that's what some of these kids are doing, these suburban kids. Y'all, y'all looking at videos, and y'all thinking, y'all, y'all looking at videos, and y'all go to the store in the hood, and y'all buy, some, y'all buy some jeans and stuff from the hood, and you dress like, but if you don't come from the hood, and you ain't been born in the hood, you don't know a goddamn thing about the hood, and that's the truth. Now, you could be in the hood and be the smartest kid in the world, Ivy League student, honor roll student, because we do have them. My son is actually one. Very proud of him. Shout out to my son, Darnell. Get ready to go to, and my stepdaughter, you know what I'm saying, that she's definitely going to, she's going to a great high school, and my son is going to a great college, a great Ivy League college. But, and he comes from a real rough neighborhood. And trust me, I had to fight to keep him straight. The whole family had to fight to keep him straight, but he's there. And hope you know, and we still fighting because we got to make it through the summer. That's how life is in the ghetto. You don't just say, "Oh, my kid graduated." We got to make it through kids at home in the summer. You know, in the ghettos, so many kids that's on the road and supposed to go to college never get to make it to September because some tragedy happened in August or June or something like that. So this is a this is an ongoing thing for us. And this is why I tell you, parents, if sometimes you got to discipline your kids to respect you. If you don't, and they run all over you. What laws does that? That same law that locked you up for disciplining your kids, the same law that will put your kid in jail for the rest of his life. The same law that will racial profile your kid because he got on some pants or he got a hoodie on. So you got to really dig deep in that and see what, how that's supposed to work. Because if I, if, I, if I chastise my kids what I should be the right to do, you guys talking about locking me up. But you guys can decide if you want to shoot my kid and shoot my kid down. So we got to think about that. Um, NFL baller Frank Gore mistress Frank Gore's mistress exposes his dirty dog cheating and sends Oakland goons and and, and, and dirty dog cheating and he sends Oakland goons to kill her. I mean, now this is the case of. Sometimes us rich dudes don't. Rich, we when we from the hood and we don't leave the hood alone. <laughs> uh, and it's crazy because you can't send goons to beat up the stripper. 
You can't do that. I'm sorry, man. You can't do it. Scrippers gonna drop the dime on you, man. Scrippers they go through that. But uh let's let's get into the story and it's kinda deep. You know what I'm saying? Uh <laughs> NFL ballers have been involved with two ladies by the an NFL baller has been involved with two ladies by the name of Yasmin and Kiahulani and has been seen out with out and about with them just a week before he proposed to his baby mama for ten years. Yasmin's real name is Jasmine and she and Frank has been sleeping together since she was uh underage, supposedly. Now that's crazy. You know, they they probably been sleeping together since she was under age, under eighteen. She's now she she was under age from the beginning because she's now eighteen. She's just turning eighteen, and he knew. He used he he used to always say he liked younger girls. Here's how Jasmine met Frank. Jasmine is known as in uh, San Jose as a thought away from a thought away. Always had trains ran on her. <laughs> She always had trains ran on her. And now that's sad because this is another thing that these kids don't know. Now, the female version of the kids, man, they don't have no respect for themselves, especially little girls. You see sometimes the way little girls dress now. And, and, and I understand you want to look cute, but some little girls, man, is just crazy. Some stuff you girls are wearing is just crazy. Well, she always liked young girls, you know what I'm saying? And she's a she's a little she's a little hot truck that was always had trains ran on her and has been on on and off the track since she dropped out of high school at the age of fifteen. Her goal was to find a baller. She idolized she idolized all the video victims that ended up get, that ended up getting saved by you know, beat basketballers. Jasmine was friends with a girl named T who was also with another, a girl named T who was also with another name, Kaluji, Kaluji, whatever. Kaluji and Jasmine didn't like each other at first, but T convinced T convinced them to become friends, so they all would be working together. Kaluji with Jacob Frank at first, then one day they both went to Frank's house, and when Kaluji went to went was hella drunk. Jasmine and and uh, when Kaluji was hella drunk, Jasmine and Frank changed info. Frank and Kaluji started falling off, and Frank moved Jasmine in with him, knowing she was only seventeen. In late January, Jasmine started claiming started claiming Frank proposed to her, and that she has a baby on the way. Her Instagram determines that that her intercam determines that that was a lie. Jasmine doesn't want Frank or or any baller to know the real her, that she's an escort, which is which is why she begged T to delete the pitch she has of them or, you know, the has of them or post the pitch when they were hanging out, she said, countless times. She isn't in love with Frank and that he's very controlling. When she doesn't want to have sex with him, he gets hella mad and choke her. But she don't want to leave. Uh, she don't want to leave until she has a lands another baller with more money. This girl is 18 years old. She looks like she's about 15 years old. Now she looks. Now it looks like Frank has gotten a big. 
scared that the two jump offs are willing to sell their affairs to the media and allegedly and, and he allegedly sent gangbangers to the homes of their pimp and tried to scare them. Hit the flip to see what Jasmine Kaluna money making pimp has to say about Frank Dirty Dog. Now that's deep. When you become a ball player, why do you get yourself into this bullshit? There's all type of women you guys can get. You guys can get the top-notch women. You end up with a basketball wife. End up with, you know what happens to you guys? You end up putting on a chick who end up doing better than you because of you. That happens so many times to you guys, man. You guys, y'all get a chick, y'all married. Look at all the basketball wives. They do, a lot of them is doing better than the dudes that were their baby fathers. They're on TV. They're more relevant than their baby fathers. They get other shows. And I wonder if they give their baby fathers a little piece of that dough. You know? I wonder. I wonder if Kenny Anderson getting a little bit of Tammy Rose's money. Huh? Whoever's Evelyn, man, I don't even know who she ever went with, but what if he's getting a piece? You know what I'm saying? It's just... It's just crazy. But when a dude gets it, he got to give a piece. Life is not fair for either side. There's good women out there, but they always get lost in the sauce because these hoochie mama basketball hoochie mama's always around. Girls who don't want to work, who just want to lay down to get money. I give it to some of the basketball wives, like, the only, now, one wife, that one lady that I'm a little upset with, man, that I really don't understand her motives and her moves, she she made herself look good as Mimi Frost. She made herself look bad, rather, as Mimi Frost. Mimi was uh, doing her thing, you dig? She was doing her thing on, um, you know, Love and Hip Hop. Then she let slick-ass Rico, can't, can't get mad at the player because he, he played the game. Rico went in there. Got him a girl with a little money, because we, we, even though they say Rico was producing, I don't know what hit he produced, but he got on the show, he got a little something, Rico came out. Rico came out the best, because Rico, now a man don't care if somebody's seeing him fuck off him, straight up. Man don't care. He getting paid. He getting paid. Other women is like, oh, he's sexy. Oh, oh he's getting more booty because of that. Now, Mimi's going to be looked at differently. She's not Paris Hilton. She's not Kim Kardashian. She don't come from that money. <laughs> you know? You don't come from that money. Stevie bought you a little BMW. You know, Paris Hilton ain't need her father. Paris Hilton probably owns percentage of BSW, the BMW. You know what I'm saying? Her father and her family, the Hilton family. They probably got so much. So it's a difference when you see those rich girls as opposed to a sister who's trying to come up, and then she does it. And something she said that day on the show, like, oh, just give me my coins. For real. And now you, and now she's actually on the same show trying to find out if Stevie's married. None of that makes sense. You just had a sex tape out. That's not worse than if they find out Stevie and Jocelyn is not married. <laughs> I mean, everybody's like, all right, well, you know, we probably figure Stevie and Jocelyn didn't get married. Stevie ain't, Stevie ain't marrying nobody or Jocelyn ain't marrying nobody. That's just for publicity. We can see that. But that's not as bad as you having a sex tape and a dude claiming his luggage got stolen. I don't know what hotel y'all went into, but my luggage don't get stolen just like that. 
And I go to a hotel, and I'm not as a bigger star than y'all. Your luggage just don't get stolen just like that. You know, safes and all that stuff. You, 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 loving hip hop. They filming y'all. How your luggage get stolen like that, son? Come on, son. And, and the thing is, it's messed up when, when your when the sister can't even see it. Brothers, you know, you know, he just gamed her. But I ain't mad at the player, man, because the player got the player got they got some money for that. The player got himself a little bill with the women for that, and um. He he's all paid off of it. One day she's gonna wake up and smell the coffee and be like, I'll the sucker punch of the whole situation. And uh if you think Stevie don't res- didn't respect her then, you th- you think he respects her now? She she gave Jocelyn something over her. Believe it or not. And then she's always talking about it's my daughter. I have a daughter and my daughter and nothing adds up with this lady right now. And I used to be on her side, man. I used to be like, yo, Stevie, treat her bad, man. She did. But he only treated her like, I guess, what she, what she, what the hand called for at the end of the day. At the end of the day, that, that's probably what happened. The hand called for, she, she, she didn't respect herself. And if she did that many other times in their relationship, you can, you can see why the dude did it. It's just easy. Easy like that. She, she played herself. She really did. Now, some of you girls out there that I know you go, oh, she needs to get that money. Y'all girls, because y'all those type of girls that be fucking for sneakers. You know? That's why y'all feel like she got that money. But at the end of the day, her career is done. She's going to be lasting for a little while, unless she's going into porn, unless she's seriously going into porn. Because, first of all, those celebrity sex tapes don't last that long because somebody else is going to beat you to it. There's going to be another new celebrity sex tape. You dig? You know what I'm saying? And um, so that's what it is. You know what I'm saying? Right now, you you on it, but if you go and look at the, the, the website that, that's putting out her DVD, it's about 55 celebrity sex tapes on there. And they all started from back then with Ray J, Kim Kardashian, uh, Lawrence Fishburne's daughter. See, it's a difference when you see a Lawrence Fishburne's daughter because you know she's rich already. We don't think uh, Mimi Frost was rich because we know love and we know hip-hop. I mean, Stevie J made a lot of money. I don't mean he gave his money. He made a lot of money, but I don't even mean he got a lot of money. Then she's blowing him up. She's mad blowing him up talking about, oh, they got houses that's rented and cars that's leased. And what's, up, what's wrong with leasing the car? What's wrong with renting the car? That's disrespecting a whole bunch of good, hardworking people. Now, I ain't trying to toot my horn, but I do drive a 600 Mercedes Benz. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. But damn if I ain't had to play some car notes on that shit. But I, I don't think it should make me feel uh, the worst in the world because I pay car notes on my Benz. It shouldn't be that way. You know what I mean? I mean, if, you know, I can't afford 200000 in one shot, 180000 160000 in one shot. But I like nice things. I can afford six hundred a month. <laughs> I can pay that six hundred a month till I get to the two hundred thousand twenty two years from now. <laughs> you know, but you know, I did, you know, I, I really was on Mimi side, man. I thought she was in the beginning episodes. You know, I'm just a little disappointed because I thought she had a little elegance. I thought she was the one that was cool, like her and um, the other girl, the other rap girl. Her husband Kurt be acting like an asshole. 
Rashida, you know? They're, they're, they're cool, man. Rashida's a cool girl. You know, she looks like, you know, like homeboy should treat her a little better. You know what I mean? Because cause he's definitely going to lose Rashida eventually. And I, and, I, and, I, and I think Rashida's his meal ticket. He ain't the brightest apple. You know what I mean? Real talk. Hood talk. Real, real nigga talk. Street talk. I, I, you know, so everybody, you know, everybody get on TV and act like they hood, man. But, you know, I, 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 there's a difference between him and Benzino. There's a difference. You can see that. You may hang with dudes because you're on the set, but you can see who come up where and who come up what. You know, real dudes do real things, B. And I ain't going to say, you know, that some dudes don't slip and dip and die, but the way he did it with the baby, that didn't make no sense. Sometimes I wonder if they, because that didn't make so much goddamn sense, I think that shit was fake. There ain't no real dude that dumb, like, I'm going to bring the bitch from the bar that I'm trying to smash and get her to be the babysitter. Now, that would be a player move, but that also could be as a thin love and between love and hate move, too, or an Al Green move, get some hot grit stone in your goddamn face move. That's a whole other level of disrespect, man, and that could be a whole other level of some problems, real talk. So you got to dig it where it's at. But anyway, y'all, you know, I'm feeling real good right now. I'm going to get into a hot joint. Once again, my man DJ Harness. Got this joint right here featuring my man Real Saddam, Larry Lucci, and like I said, the homie that's going to be on the show next Monday, JC, R&B Sensation. Let's get into this joint. It's called Shine, man. This joint is real fire. Let's do it, y'all. I'm getting this paper right. You know what this is. Because I'm so good. We ain't playing over here. So live, I don't need no proof. I ain't under shit, I don't need no proof. What is all this hating for? What these niggas done lost they mind? Screaming ain't my shit, go to make these hits, bitch. I am on my grind. Yeah, I hear these fuckers talking. Yeah, I hear these haters talking. But who am I to judge? Cause a nigga like me don't gun it often. Boy, I stay stupid fresh. Like I just said, I a coffin. Low small, that's just a set. Cause a nigga like me be bossing, yes. Yeah. I ain't under my bees, yes. I rep them slums, I count my money done, and won't you go and get you some? I'm surprised that coke that hit your throat and leave you stupid numb. If you think I'm broke, then there's no hope, oh boy, you're stupid dumb. I'm gonna make it back, I'm gonna make it back, because I'm stuck in, I'm testing the limits, it's like I'm such a Yeah, I know they niggas hatin' Could it be that I ain't stoppin'? Or could it be that I'm the greatest? I'm a Ica, don't get with it Neck and wrist, don't get with it Fresh J's or white tea I just might rock these monkeys with it Boy, I get funky with it So I know you gotta smell me You pushin' that Christ, ain't bringin' shit back Then what the fuck you sellin'? See, boy, I plead the creed So I suggest you roll with caution He did this, he did that All this hatin' got me nauseous Had my phone, now mic on top Ain't learn shit, hand fight to the block Sight this weed, flip these rocks So hit an ass, nigga, I ain't never gonna stop Got my foot off in the dough Then what the fuck I'm stopping for? All green lights, grind all night Then how the fuck I'm gonna go grow? I'm gonna make it back Because I'm stuck I'm just in the limit Like I'm such a See, bitch, I shine Check out the 
I gotta get some more. We trippy though, but it's hitting for. Never slowing down, never letting go. It's pedal to the metal, never settle. When I met you, you was special with stilettos. Oh, so ghetto, little blue devil, trigger devil spray. Baby, so bad, doing better things. Take it to the past, play to meet my team. Then take it down, I let it hear you scream. Neck on ice, watch on bling. Married to the game, this kiss the ring that can keep the fame. All I want is cream. Favorite color blue, but I'm loving green. She loving my crew, but love we don't do. Not for no hoes, not for no screw. We screwing it up, hoeing it too. Adding the foe, they don't shine like I do. Plus of that raw, pay for that blue. They hating on cuss, so I check up a deuce. Smoochie roll up, whole team making moves. Won't ever slow up, so hot and I'm cool. The euros and pounds, I'm getting in two. So we like the game, gotta make money like you. Sensation going to be in the spot Sunday. Jonathan McDaniel, y'all might know him from the hit series uh, Hit the Floor, or y'all might know him for when he was younger. You call him Jay. He was on That's So Raven. He played uh, That's So Raven boyfriend one time, right, for that series. Uh, he played in a lot of stuff. He played in um, Barbershop. He played in Norris Salon. Uh, he played in a lot of movies, man. This kid's been around, man. You know what I'm saying? He's actually making music now. Got a great cu- a couple of good songs and links. He's definitely doing his thing. Well, he'll be here Sunday. Like I tell you, we for the stars, man. We always got stars, man. That's what Beach Do Radio is about. We we in the hood. We keep it good, but we we, 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 we up there. Yeah. Whether you like it or not. Yep. Man, I'm just over here bugging out. Uh, we got a new pet in the studio. We, got, we, we brought us a cheetah. Yeah, we had to get somebody to watch our equipment. We got a, uh, well, we had had her since she was eight weeks. She's now five months. She's a guard dog. She's terrorizing her name Princess Yo-Yo. She's part of the Beef Stew Radio family. I'm going to start putting up a lot of pictures of her because she's growing. A lot of you guys see me put up baby pictures of when she was like eight weeks old, maybe two when she was like two months old, but she's really big now. You know, she's, you know, I, 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 I kind of wonder what dog we brought because she's so big at five months. I'm kind of wondering how she's going to be at two, three years old. You know, five months. You know, I walk in the street and she's bigger than some pit bulls and German shepherds already. And and you know, there's pit, there's pit bulls out there that she's, you know, German shepherds and you know, full grown dogs that's two, three years old, eight years old, nine years old, and she's bigger than them. It bugs me out. And I know she's and she just started growing. So, but yeah, she's definitely the Beef Stew Radio mascot. She's definitely going to be in the building. You're going to see more of her. And um, yeah, man, make sure you check us out. Once again, this is Beef Stew Radio. It's your man, DJ Big Stew. Follow me on Twitter at Beef Stew Radio. Keep up with us. You know what I mean? We always got something good going on. We're going to get into some nonstop music for a little while, man, because we're almost on our way out of here. You know what I'm saying? So uh, we're definitely going to do that. We're going to get into some nonstop music, do some things play some things. We got some good music. Shout out to my man, Mo Money, my man, Buck Smooth. I ran into them. I played uh, Buck Smooth's new joint with his daughter, uh, T-Diamonds. 
You know what I'm saying? She's doing her thing. I played that yesterday. I might play it again tonight. Definitely going to be hearing it a lot more on Beast Do Radio. You've been hearing it a while, but you, it's ready to go. and heavy rotations called Curvum. You know, a lot of y'all calling up on that, y'all feeling that. So, you know, that's what's up. But, uh, yeah, man, you know how we do it, man. We're the number one station in the world, man. That's what. That's right. But we don't even got to say it. We just be it. All right? So let's get into some nice music, man. Come back now and start with your man, DJ Bigger.
Whoa, whoa. Y'all know I got a Carolina blood. Fuck, nigga. Y'all nigga broke, man. Carolina, oh! Look at my pocket and look at your wallet. Look at your wallet. Oh, look at my pocket and look at your wallet. You flexing that club and you know you ain't got it. Stop flexing that club if you know you ain't got it. Young nigga working with the cash. Young nigga working with the cash. I know that fuck nigga ain't got it. Young nigga working with the cash. Young nigga working with the cash. Young nigga working with the cash. I know that fuck nigga ain't got it. Nigga quit all that pocket watching, keep the pocket rocking, cut my pocket slapping. I'm just sipping, sipping, y'all living, living in my diamond, dancing like a wine grip. Presidential on my AP, you won't get one of these till it's 53. Walking around with the money bag, got the wallet just falling out at the end. You know the boss of the Carolina, I hang whatever you can. You know who the plug of the Carolina, I told you a pound of this thing. You a penny pitcher, ain't even got a nigga, I'm a brick with a pancake slipper in the back of the club with the trout niggas. They don't really like rappers and slap niggas like. Look at my pocket and look at your wallet. Look at my pocket and look at your wallet. You flexing that club and you know you ain't got it. Stop flexing that club if you know you ain't got it. Young nigga walking with the cash. Young nigga walking with the cash. I know that fuck nigga ain't got it. Young nigga walking with the cash. Young nigga walking with the cash. Young nigga walking with the cash. I know that fuck nigga ain't got it. Young nigga walking with the cash. She thirsty, we fucking want piece of the profit. He live with his mama, they play like they dumb and they know all about it. Don't act like you got it, just look at my pocket and look at your wallet. My pocket, my muscle, my necklace, I'm placing like popping no spinach, no bracket. My swag got me, Jagger. Swag, stupid, crazy, weird. Now I'm still wagger. Gave a stupid, crazy dick. Then it made her act up. Now she's talking in my section, so that bitch to back up. Bitch, back up. Look at my pocket and look at your wallet. Look at my pocket and look at your wallet. You flexing that club and you know you ain't got it. Stop flexing that club if you know you ain't got it. Y'all nigga walking with the cash. Y'all nigga walking with the cash. I know that fuck nigga ain't got it. Y'all nigga walking with the cash. Y'all nigga walking with the cash. Y'all nigga walking with the cash. I know that fuck nigga ain't got it. Y'all nigga walking with the cash. Look at my pocket and look at your wallet. Look at my pocket and look at your wallet. You flexing that club and you know you ain't got it. Stop flexing that club if you know you ain't got it. Y'all nigga walking with the cash. Y'all nigga walking with the cash. I know that fuck nigga ain't got it. Y'all nigga walk with the cash. Y'all nigga walking with the cash. Y'all nigga walking with the cash. I know that fuck nigga ain't got it. Y'all nigga walk with the cash. With it. This is another Block Club DJ exclusive. Broke hitter. You think it's a joke hitter? I don't be with joke hitters, and that's only because I'm a go-getter. That's these diamonds spitting fire, better go get her. How you crying broke, that you always about that fly life? I just tell them, buy like hitter, this is my life. You know I'm about that bread, what you waiting for a slice? You just looking for that cheese, we don't need no mice. Cause hitters want me, I don't want you. You should know I'm piecing these hitters when I come through. And you know I bang a beat up like a drum through. Boy, I get it on my own, I don't need it from you. All you gotta do is tell a hitter, drop the beat, it's that old school flow with this new school heat, I ain't got no worries, I'm a kid in these streets, never stressing about you, I'ma always do me, mm. 
about to curb that chick. She don't want to see me get rich. More money, more cream. The American dream. <laughs> more money, more cake. Yeah. Damn right, they gon' hate. Hold up. I love these sweets. Tell me how else a brother gon' eat. Tell me how else I'm gon' cop the feet. Nice black thing with the chrome on the feet. Couple stacks of day, life is sweet. I keep you with them red bottles, J's on your feet. Big boy heat, AR-15. Big calico, make it baby pop. The coat angry and make mad money. I wear the weather blue and it stay sunny. This flavor. You can speed through all the green lights down the Ave in the coupe. Act brand new, I will replace you and unfollow you from my IG too. Big boy Baker doing me no doubt. I'm in the big boy house somewhere deep in the south. I had to curb that chick. She don't want to see me get rich. I had to curb that hitter. He wanted to be a broke hitter. Yeah, more money, more cream. The American dream. More money, more cake. Underneath my feet, some go love me, some go love me, and it all makes sense to me. 
to get my fill on She only been here for two weeks Can't wear the girls and they trying to leave with me She working hard like she trying to get a beat The way she twerk it, I just might pull out my beat After we leave, girl, you know where you going I'ma pay homage 
promise you gotta be honest She's shaped like an hourglass Wanna move fast, but I gotta make it last Let's get this together Got me feeling myself I think you're good for my health Take away the pressure like no one else Peace, tranquility, love, humility I love your ability, no hostility You be acting like my soulmate Feel a connection on the first date Nobody's perfect, I know that you're worth it A dream, let's birth it We got plans, it's a dope swim A romance, leave you in a trance let me see you do your dance, you look so sexy, I'm about to advance They say be careful what you ask for, open your eyes, no surprise, yes I adore you, you. Let's get this together Let me hit it, girl. Let me hit it, girl. Gone. Let me hit it, girl. Let me 
me hit it, girl. Let me hit it, girl. Let me hit it, girl. Gone, let me hit it, girl. Yeah, she be going hard like a motherfucker. Drop it down to the floor like a motherfucker. Yeah, she be going hard like a motherfucker. Drop it down to the floor like a motherfucker. Break it my way. Break it my way. Break it my way, girl. Break it my way. Break it my way. Break it my way. Break it my way, girl. Break it my way.
We in the club, drinking good, smoking marijuana I swear, I swear, I'm getting red like my name was Wanda I'm getting red like my name was Wanda Shorty, come and drop that ass if you want them hungry We in the club, drinking good, smoking marijuana I swear, I swear, I'm getting red like my name was Wanda in the 50s, but in love with them hundreds I drink that juice, say it's a rock Smoking no marijuana I bet that rock could fuck your bitch But in the case I don't wanna I pass it to my fucking niggas Like my name and Rogers uh. Italian sour and doing rock I got all types of bread Your shorty try to throw that kick I grab that ice and then spread it uh. You ain't even gotta ask You mention rock, they say I do this, I do this. We get up the packs Got more sex than Ray Lou In Mexico, I seen a Best in your reader. She seen that bread, gave me hair so good, I gave her some Peter. That Peter bread. That ass is mucho grande, brain job, you loco. Job, CFTP, we got this game in the choco. Back this bitch out of Soho, cause she was up to go down Lolo. Bounced all over this dick. Bounce. She treats the stick just like a pogo. Taking over the game like K. Duran, I break the dunder. Vent the door with this horn. She looks so good, I fucked the mother. I'm getting bread like my name was. Wonders. Shorty, come and drop that ass if you want them hummers. We in the club drinking good, smoking marijuana. I swear, I swear, I'm getting bread like my name was Wonder. I'm getting bread like my name was Wonder. Shorty, come and drop that ass if you want them hummers. We in the club drinking good, smoking marijuana. I swear, I swear, I'm getting bread like my name was Wonder. Come on. 
turn it up a notch Whether in the paint uh-huh. or way beyond the off Either way, I burn it up and I get it over hot Yeah, we control the block like neighborhood watch Controlling our parameters, we in them rover drops I'm Larry Bird with it, yeah, feisty and gritty Going ham when I'm on my grind, nigga, ain't no time to be pretty They say I'm so Harlem, it's like a mole Harlem Remind them of the glory days, rich and poor Harlem I come through, bossed up, neck and wrist, bossed up A few stacks, I toss them up and I watch these bitches just run amok Yeah, I'm on my splurge shit, and bitches on they bird shit Fucking all crazy, get some real bird shit Probably hear the later though, maybe if the urge hit But right now I'm trapping, mine on this paper Push aside that minor shit and I focus on what's major Jump into my buggy, time to make my rounds I'm riding around on my side of town and I'm driving off them pounds And picking up my ones, convert them all to stacks Flip them over like three times and I bring it all right back And the intensity of my hustle is justified by my struggles I know it's like to be broke my nigga and that's exactly why I hustle
too many freaks, had too much to drop I me, mean, had too much to drink. Left the club, ended up in custody, random drug test, passed it luckily. My girl broke up with me cause she walked in suddenly, with a woman up under me. I told her, wait, it ain't what it looked like. I must have slipped and fell, clenching me. Well, at least I admit it, cause the worst you could do is to do it and not be mad enough to say that you did it. That's just how you prevent it, shit, I ain't no different I love all the money, the fame, and the parties with beautiful women I spent so much time as an underground artist Cause I was afraid to succumb to the business and what I become But that what you judge you become, the path with the greatest resistance That's how the tables can turn when they pivot and change your perspective And flip your entire position My whole life I've been dying and wishing to live and experience everything possible When I told them my dreams, they just said it ain't logical Now I can see it, it's optical,